We've all seen and experienced those unbelievable parts of life, haven't we? Like you're in a moment and you see it with your own eyes. And even as you see it, you're thinking to yourself, I'm not sure that I can really believe what I'm seeing. Some extraordinary events and circumstances and things in our world that seem to push our imagination. And over the last month, we've been exploring the most unbelievable event in all history that the God who created everything in his love and compassion and grace and mercy for us and for everything he created stepped into the world that he brought together, that he could bring love and forgiveness and new life to you and me who he breathed life into. And through these weeks, we've been asking the question, that God really could do anything that God wants to do. He's God after all. Why did God do it this way? Why did he choose to be born in the flesh and come into the world? And we've explored together how in the life of Jesus that we see the face of God and we hear the voice of God, we can experience God with us. We've talked about how Jesus as fully man and fully God was the only one who could be the perfect sacrifice to deal with the human problem of sin against a holy and eternal God. And last week we explored together how Jesus in his life and his teaching and his ministry gave us a path to walk with God. And tonight as we celebrate this wonderful time of Christmas, we're going to discover together that Jesus was born in order to give you and me joy. Now, as we talk about joy, we need to pause for a moment and we need to define what we're talking about. Because even though we know it in our mind, sometimes we don't realize it in our heart what joy really is. Because sometimes we think of joy and we think, well, that means that I'm supposed to feel warm and bubbly and good and everything feels nice and there's no problems and there's no struggles. Well, that's not what joy is. So let's give a working definition of joy. What are we talking about? When I say the word joy, what I mean is a present contentment as well as an expectation of a good future based on God's power and God's goodness. Meaning because God is good and because God is able, even if I'm walking through something difficult right now that's not what I would choose, I can still be content knowing that God is with me and because God is good and because God is able and because God is in charge of my future, I can move forward with expectation and excitement. Now, I know that we know what excitement feels like, especially on a night like tonight. I can think about when I was growing up, I was so excited on this day. So much so that I remember going to bed and I would wrap up in the, in the covers and I would say to myself, I know that I'm supposed to go to sleep, but I am so excited and my eyes would be wide open and staring at the ceiling, anticipating what was coming the next day. Anybody here, you excited tonight? Anybody excited about tomorrow? Kids, right? Are you all excited, right? Well, let me give you a little secret, right? That excitement doesn't really go away. Uh, as a mom and dad, I think you just get more excited on this night. But here's what I want to tell you, is that God wants you to be excited about what he's doing in your life and in the world. 
He wants you to be excited about what Jesus came to do and comes to do in your life and in the world. And we can have that joy of the combination of contentment and excitement when we realize that Jesus is with us. That's what Emmanuel, we talk about Jesus, Emmanuel, it means God with us. And here's the thing about finding God in your life, about finding Jesus. It doesn't mean that you go and find him. Finding Jesus means that I open my eyes to realize that he's been with me my entire life and moving in my life and drawing me to him and he is already here with me. And because of that, because the miracle of Christmas is that God didn't say, hey, when you figure it out, come find me. The miracle of Christmas is that God came into the world. Because of that, we can know, regardless of what we're going through, I can be content knowing that God is good, he is able, and I can be excited about the future. Because my God is with me. My God is at work. And what we need to realize on this night is that that joy that God gives, that combination of contentment and excitement, regardless of what's happening, you cannot find that in any other place. You only find it in Jesus. So if you're looking for joy tonight, my encouragement to you is to open up your eyes to see where Jesus is at work in your life. This is the very story, the very truth we discover in the Christmas story of the Bible. So we're going to see that tonight, Luke chapter 2. We're going to read verses 8 through 20. If you have your Bibles uh, or your smartphone, you want to turn there. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great, everybody say it with me, great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed and what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love that simple message of the angels. We bring you good news of great joy. I know life is hard. I know things are not as you would want them to be. But God has come into the world that in the midst of this, you can be content knowing that God is good and God is able. And you can have excitement about the future because God is at work. And if you look at the response of everybody who got to welcome 
Jesus, they are filled with amazement, with excitement, with joy. As the shepherds began to realize what was happening, they were amazed and excited. As Mary realized what was happening, she was amazed and excited. And you and I can experience that as well. But here's what we all know. Everybody in this room, everybody watching online, we all know this fact that we do not live day to day with that kind of joy. And so the question to ask is, well, what gets in the way? Well, there's a couple of things that get in the way. One of the things that will prevent us from having that kind of joy is just simply the busyness and the distractions of our lives. Let me tell you this. Everything that we think that we have to do, they're not things that we actually have to do. When we get so busy trying to make life happen, trying to make things happen, and we know that God has a plan and a purpose for us, we just sometimes in our hearts don't realize that we need to let God make those things happen. And so we try to manufacture it on our own. And so much of the time, what we're trying to manufacture and create in our lives to bring God's blessings are actually things that get in the way of God's blessings. And so we might need to, this Christmas and in this new year, spend some time asking, hey, what are the things that I need to, to pull away that are they're not priority, they're actually a distraction from what God really wants to do? Another thing that might be preventing us from experiencing joy is bitterness. Because here's where we all are, every single human being, everybody in life, we've all had a moment or maybe many moments where we have uh, uh, something that we want or something that we need and we cry out to God and we say, Lord, I'm in a moment where I cannot fix this. I cannot do this. I cannot make it happen. I need you to show up. And it seems as though God looks at us and either never answers or God says no. And we look at God and we're like, well, why didn't you fix that? Why didn't you heal that? Why didn't you show up there? And we grow bitter, we grow angry, we grow frustrated with God. We find ourselves in a place of of grief and, and despair. Maybe we get mad at God. And God looks at us and listen, he is not disappointed. He's not upset. He's not surprised. He's not waiting for you to get over that and come to him. He is right there with you wanting to give grace and mercy in the midst of that. And his response to us is don't Stop waiting. Don't stop looking. Don't stop anticipating because I know it doesn't seem good now, but I'm not finished yet because I promise you if it's not good, then God is not done, that he's got more to do because everything that God does is for our good when we surrender to him and for his glory. And it's all moving to that place. And so God would say, don't stop waiting. Don't stop anticipating. Don't stop looking. Just bring it to me. Just bring it to me. So maybe some of us it's distraction. Maybe some of us it's bitterness. But for many of us, maybe the the thing that gets in the way of our joy is just confusion. Because Lord knows our world is in a place of confusion right now. We we don't know what's right or what's wrong. We don't know what's good or what's bad. We're not sure who's in charge or who's making the decisions on all these things. And we're just trying to find our own way. And everybody's trying to find their own way. And we can get really confused. And we, again, again, can get frustrated with God. And we're like, God, I just don't know. And again, what God would say to us is, don't stop waiting. Don't stop looking. Don't stop asking. 
You know, we love to give gifts. Anybody a gift giver? Right? Like you just, I love to give gifts. Where do you think you get that? Our God is a good gift giver. And he loves to give people the power and the presence of his spirit. And I promise you, if you say, Lord, I'm confused. I don't know which way to go or which way to turn. I don't know what decision to make. I don't know what's right or what's wrong. If you ask him, God will give understanding to his people. See, the question is not whether or not God will bring joy. Joy comes with Jesus. It's a part of the package. It's wrapped up with it. The question is whether I will receive it. And we can learn a couple of things from the shepherds and from Mary in this story about how to receive it. How do we eliminate things like distraction and bitterness and confusion and receive the gift that Jesus brings, this gift of joy? Well, as you look at the shepherds, what we find with the shepherds is that the shepherds are willing to go. See, the first thing that the shepherds are willing to do is that they're willing to go and see. Look at verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. They hurried off. In the original language, it says that they went with an urgency. It wasn't just like, oh, we got to fit this in or we got to do this quickly or we're going to miss it. No, this is of highest importance. And really compared to this, nothing else matters right now. There's an urgency to it. We got to go and see what God is doing. And when they found it, they were amazed. They couldn't help but to notice that God was doing something unbelievable. And in that amazement, in that excitement, they experience a joy that only Jesus could bring. Now, here's what I know about so many of us is that a lot of us are in a place in life and we feel stuck. We can't find our way forward. We're just kind of grieving and we're trying to, we're stressed and we're not really sure what to do. You know what you do when you're stuck? Is you keep moving forward. Many of us were stuck in life because we, continue, we didn't keep moving forward. And, and we got into this place of I'm waiting on God. But when we said I'm waiting on God, what we thought that meant was to not do anything at all. But there's a difference between a passive waiting and an active waiting. What God calls his people to is an active waiting. God, I know that you're moving. I'm not sure what's coming yet, but here's what I am going to do. I'm going to keep doing the last thing that you told me to do until you give me the next thing to do. I'm going to keep continuing. I'm going to move forward. And maybe for some of us to experience that joy, that's what it requires of us is to take some steps of faith forward. And yes, that is scary, but it is an amazing life. So many of us, what we're suffering from as Christians is a life of chronic boredom. And I'm here to tell you, a life of following Jesus is anything but boring. So keep moving forward. Go and see. And the next thing that we see with the shepherds is that they were willing to go and tell. Look at verse 17. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I love that part where they were amazed at what these shepherds told. It's just about a baby. What's amazing about that? Oh, there's a baby born. Right? I think they were amazed in part by the message. But I think that the people would not have been amazed if it wasn't for not just the content, but the way that they shared the message. Because I know that the shepherds showed up and they were excited about the news that they had to tell. 
You know, it wasn't me like, hey, you know, we we hanging out and we saw this baby, right? Like, maybe something's good. No, like, they were amazed and excited. Like, you got to see what we just saw. Now, we have that same gift of Jesus. And I look around the church, at least in our part of the world, and a lot of us are sitting on our hands. And we have the greatest news, this news of joy to share with the world. And y'all, we can't afford to do that anymore. We can't afford to not share the good news of joy with excitement with the world. And a lot of us are like, well, I don't want to offend anybody and I don't want to hurt feelings. You don't have to. You don't have to take your Bible and beat people over the head and drag them to church. That's, that's not what this is about. Just share this good news of joy. How do you do that? Well, you start by just saying, hey, here's what Jesus has done in my life. Here's how I've experienced him personally. And you go on from there and you say, listen, here's my story of transformation. I once was like this, but now I'm like this. And the difference in the middle was Jesus. And then we just share this news of love with people, with what we say and what we do. And then we say, hey, by the way, the reason that I'm like this is because Jesus loved me. And I want to share it with you. And God will move from time to time and you'll see other people amazed. Because of the joy that you have that you bring with that message. And then finally we get to see that the shepherds go and celebrate. Look at verse 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. How much time do we spend celebrating what God does? My guess is it's not enough. Because right? if you're anything like me, now you might not be. Right? A lot of you might be better than I am, but just a moment of confession, this is kind of the pattern that I live in. Uh, I spend a lot of time dwelling on the bad stuff. And then I take that that I'm anxious about, worried about, stressed about, and I go and I pray about that. God, I need you to move. God, I need you to do something about this. I can't do. Lord, you've got to have to show up. And then God will move and God will do something about that circumstance or the situation. And like, whew, good. Now let me go on to the next bad thing. And I'm going to dwell on that bad thing. And it might just be that what God is calling us to is to interrupt that cycle. And when God answers a prayer, spend some time celebrating. Thank you, God. You showed up. You are who you say you are. You are able. You are good. Thank you for loving me and moving in my life and my world. I want to celebrate you. It might be that we don't have joy because we're constantly dwelling on the bad instead of celebrating who God is and what he's doing. That might be preventing us. And I love that the shepherds, they, they had stuff to do, I promise you. Right? Those sheep weren't going to take care of themselves. But they stopped and they celebrated. But there's another side of this. You know, I love the way God moves, the way God works in Scripture and, and in our lives. As he loves to hold things in tension. Right? A lot of times we'll say, well, is it this or is it that? Yes. Right? And in this moment, we're asking, well, do I need to get going or do I need to slow down? Yes. Because as we see the shepherds moving toward God and excited and celebrating, we see Mary and she pauses and she waits and she ponders what God's doing. And Mary treasures all these things. I, I love the word in the original language. It means that she held it close. Listen to it one more time. Verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things 
and pondered them in her heart. As she saw the unbelievable happening right there before her, she held it close. And what God is doing at Christmas and and every day of our lives, God is doing the unbelievable. The only problem is most of the time we just don't see it because we're not looking. And he's doing the unbelievable. And what would it mean for our lives if we stopped for a moment, we paused, we pondered, and we held it close? Because a lot of us, if we're real honest, we spend a lot of our lives believing in God, but holding him at just a little bit of a distance. Because if he gets any closer, then I get uncomfortable. And here's what I know about this. It doesn't happen by accident. You know what happens by accident? Busyness. You know what happens by accident? Stress, distractions, anxiety. That's what happens by accident. This doesn't happen by accident. It has to be intentional that I pause and I ponder, I treasure, I hold it close. And there's a couple of ways we go about this. One is that we intentionally set a time apart in our day and say, Lord, I want to treasure who you are and what you're doing. I want to spend some time just listening, just talking, just spending with you. But it's not just that. See, it would be tempting to say, all right, God, here's your 30 minutes of my day. And I know that you're going to show up and you're going to be present in that 30 minutes. But then I got to get on with my day, Lord. I'm a busy guy. I got stuff to do. And I kind of go along as if God doesn't show up in the rest of that day. Well, of course God continues to show up. And so it's not just the intentional time that we set apart for him. But we keep looking and keep listening and keep waiting with anticipation. And when God shows up... Listen, it is okay. You're not so busy and so important to the universe that you can't pause in that moment and say, let me spend 30 seconds just right now and just reflect on what you just did, God. Let me thank you for what you just did in my life. And in that kind of intentional action, see if that doesn't begin to open your heart and your mind and your life to the joy that God brings, that combination of contentment in the moment and excitement about what God's bringing. The question is not, does Jesus bring joy? The question is, will I receive it? I love the way John puts it in his gospel. He says, the light of the world has come in to the world it created and the darkness cannot overcome it. God has brought a light into the world. He's brought a light into your world. And whatever darkness you're facing, I promise you, it cannot overcome that darkness. Keep waiting. Keep anticipating. Keep looking. Keep listening. My prayer for you and me for this Christmas is that we will take that light, that flame that God has brought, and we will receive it And we will hold it close. And we will take that light with us into the most difficult, stressful, grieving moments of life. And remember, God is still God. And God is still able. And God is still good.